Wow, what do you know? It's time for the Pocket Knife Show. Hey, it's Mike on the mic again for another episode of the Pocket Knife Podcast. Hang out with teens and preteens long enough and you'll be asked questions. Awkward ones, interesting ones. Before I had my dentist take it out and put in a crown, I had a dead front tooth. Kids would ask me about it. How come your tooth is yellow? Back before my beard morphed into its current mostly white state, I'd be asked a similar question by students. Why is your beard dark and your hair white? How do you answer that? Because God made it that way? A few weeks ago, I was hanging out with some middle schoolers. I had my Yeti water bottle with me. On the outside of this insulated flask, I had stuck a Celebrate Recovery sticker a friend had given me. The sticker is similar to the I Love New York stickers. There's a capital I and then a bright red heart emoji followed by a capital C and a capital R. You can picture it, right? On this particular afternoon, one of my charges, a young girl, looked at the decal and, knowing it was mine, asked me, What is CR? I tried to answer without fully explaining. CR stands for Celebrate Recovery, I said. A puzzled look on her face, the short blonde asked, What's that? If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know I'm not in the least ashamed to say I attend CR meetings. That's because God has used this gathering of freedom from sin seekers to transform my life, to end a years-long addiction, to cause shame to be a thing of the past, to move me toward trust rather than fearfulness. I really do love CR. That's why the sticker was placed where it was. I want people to know about Celebrate Recovery. But how do you describe CR to an innocent-as-all-get-out tween? I took a stab at it. It's a group that meets together to help each person deal with habits and hurts and things like that. The youngster paused before me. She was formulating another poser, I supposed. But she just shrugged her shoulders and moved on. Phew. I was relieved. There would be no more questions. I didn't have to go any deeper. Doing so would have been interesting. Let me ask you a different question, one which one of the writers of the Bible anticipates. What's the reason for your hope? Could you answer that question? What is the reason for your hope? Peter, in his first letter to believers, says this. I'm reading chapter 3, verses 8 through 17. The question is toward the end of the passage, so listen all the way through. I'm reading a bit more than I need to in order for you to hear the good instruction Peter offers to the church. He knows how to deal with antagonists and critics and with the curious. There's wisdom in his words. Listen now to 1 Peter 3, 8-17. Listen, all of you. Be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you might inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. 
But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. I get the impression from Peter that he expects people to see the good behavior of believers, their loving actions, and, out of curiosity, ask about their hope. You guys love each other really well. What's the deal? You don't get mad and scream at me when I mistreat you. How do you stay calm? You always respond gently and respectfully. Why aren't you spiteful instead? Though none of these use the word hope, aren't they questions about your hope? Aren't they an opportunity to tell a friend or coworker about the difference Jesus has made in your life? He's transformed my life. He's made me more loving and less fearful. He's helped me overcome addiction and act rightly. He's empowered me to let evil deeds done carelessly to me roll off my back. It's him, not me. I heart CR. My two-by-two sticker brought questions. Might my life, if I am truly living for Jesus, shout, I heart Jesus. Might my actions prompt an unexpected, so why are you so hopeful? I pray such queries will increase in my life and in the life of every follower of Jesus. Offering the reason for our hope, talking about freedom from the power and the guilt of sin through faith in Jesus, it's a great privilege. I want to give an answer more and more and more often. Send the questions, Lord. Send the questioners. I know we've come to the end of the show. See you next time.